Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Center field. He can't Cameron can't it. find it. It's down. Berger drops it into right field. And Jake Berger on a ball that got lost in the lights that Cameron needed a compass for. Berger has his first major league hit in Detroit on a ball that just disappeared in the lights and he ends up at second base. Like a burger on the 4th of July, right, man? Burgers and fries on this team. Burger is back in the lineup today. Jake Burger hitting eighth. Your third baseman behind Lucas Giolito. As the Steve Miller Band reminds us that living in the USA is not such a bad thing. Happy 4th, everyone. Hope everyone's doing all right out there. White Sox lineup against Matt Manning of the Detroit Tigers is Tim Anderson. Gavin Sheets again in the two-hole. Tony La Russa enjoying himself, playing around with that second spot. Likes a powerful guy there. Uh, see Fisk, comma, Carlton. Jose Abreu hitting third twice yesterday. Anderson singled, was sent from first to third on a... Uh, a grounder by Sheets and then driven in by an opposite field grounder by Abreu. I know Jose Abreu's offensive production is down. I know there's times where he has looked terrible, but man, situationally, that dude is a run producer. He just is. It is a skill. Driving in runs, adjusting as needed and doing what must happen to get runs in. And Abreu does that. Brian Goodwin is your cleanup hitter. Brian Goodwin is playing center field and is your cleanup hitter. Leori Garcia, he of the massive power yesterday, is your five-hitter. Uh, Andrew Vaughn at six. Adam Eaton plays right and hits seventh. Jake Berger, eighth. And Zach Collins catches Giolito as Yasmani Grandal remains sidelined. I believe Danny Mendick is the third catcher on the roster. Uh, Leori Garcia, I think, is the fourth catcher on the roster, if need be. But I love that that Mendick can do that. You know what? Who is who is uh, more fitting to call this team's version of Jose Akendo for Tony La Russa? Is it Leori Garcia who he throws everywhere, or is it Danny Mendick now who he throws everywhere as well? 
I like Mendick because we knew that Garcia was a guy who could play all over the place. Mendick, we're learning, can play center field in a pinch, can play right field in a pinch, and apparently can catch. He is the third catcher, or in today's case, the backup catcher for Zach Collins while Yasmani Grandal gets some rest. White Sox couple down, down a couple people with Grandal resting, with Yohan uh, Moncada resting and unavailable. So... Guys have to stay in and get their work done. Brian Goodwin in the cleanup hole. Okay. Well, you know, I can't. What, who am I? Who am I to say anything? Remember that day when Goodwin was in the two hole when he just came up and people started freaking out? And I was like, you know, I get it. Tony's trying to show a little confidence and he does it. And it worked like a freaking charm that day. So watch Brian Goodwin driving four runs today from the cleanup hole. Jake Berger is a phenomenal story. I've got a Cubs lineup that I will give you a little bit later on as well. If you didn't hear the news, Nico Horner activated. Sergio Alcantara sent down to the minors. But Nico Horner activated, and I'm sure he will be in this lineup today. Oh, in fact, he is. I'll go ahead and give it to you now. Nico Horner plays second base, and it's sixth. Contreras leading off. This is against Wade Miley, the lefty in Cincinnati. Pre-game coming up at 11.35 here on The Score. Contreras, then Bryant, then Rizzo, then Baez. Patrick Wisdom, fifth. Nico Horner, sixth. Jake Marisnik will play center, and it's seventh. Ian Happ is in left and will bat eighth behind Kyle Hendricks. This is win day. It's win day. And boy, do the Cubs need it. But I told you we were going to talk about Jake Berger. And we will. Jake Berger had that kind of bloop double, outfield confusion double that you heard there in our lead-in to the hour. Later on, he took a slider on the outside corner and calmly poked it into right field for a single. Two hits in his big league debut. His family drove up from the St. Louis area, and the Missouri State kid, who has had an unbelievably challenging run to the big leagues, is here. Now, having played in a couple games, had two hits in his first game. If you don't know the story of Jake Berger, um, very, very sunny disposition, likable kid, drafted, and what, three months after the draft in 2017? Maybe two months after the draft. Blew out his Achilles tendon. Running to first. And that's a long and arduous rehabilitation. And along the way, while he was rehabbing in the backyard of his home, he heard it pop again. Same Achilles twice. So guy has to rehab from rupturing the Achilles tendon, the same one twice. The second one left an indelible psychological mark to the point that he kept hearing the pop in future years of what, was ha- of what had happened when he, he ruptured that Achilles the second time, he couldn't escape that sound in his head. He talked about how later he suffered from depression. He was very open about how difficult it was mentally to stay positive, to stay in it. Uh, some post-traumatic stress disorder from that particular injury. And he recovers from all of that and comes back in 2019. He's playing a lot. But several little problems with the left leg. Same leg where the Achilles was ruptured. There was like a heel issue. There was a calf issue. Just the whole leg just wasn't, it wasn't cooperating. And you're wondering, man, what's going to happen with this dude? And he just kept working and working and working. 
Side note here, um, before the 2020 season, that wasn't. That year in spring training, when Danny Parkins, Dan McNeil, and I were lucky enough to be taken on a little tour of the White Sox facility by Roger Bossard, the legendary groundskeeper, and he wanted to show off some of the new technology that the organization had because he was very proud and wanted to show us. And when Roger walks you around the facility at Camelback Ranch, you get to go anywhere you want. So there we were getting walked around, and he brings us back into the tech lab. And there's the Rapsodo camera that the pitchers are using. And then here's some more of the stuff on this side that the hitters are using. And there's, that's interesting, that is part of the floor where the batter's box is, is a weight-sensitive plate. And it's measuring your weight disbursement. And, and, and measuring all the mechanics of your swing from the ground up and putting that into a computer. And there was a guy there who was working as the test subject for the, the hitting technology and also working to get, bad, to get better. And he shot us a look like, what are you guys doing here? But then he just kept going on and doing his thing. That was Jake Berger. That was Jake Berger working out, working hard, using everything at his disposal. And then here he is. He gets to play in Charlotte here in 2021 and starts to get comfortable, starts to believe again that he could be a big leaguer at the age of 25 after having all that, all that physical and emotional and psychological trauma along the way. He, he absolutely on fire in the minor leagues. I think nine of his last 14 games in the minors were multiple hit games, just incredibly on fire. Gets called up. Family drives up from St. Louis for eight hours to watch his debut in Detroit, and he gets two hits. After the game with Jason Benetti and Steve Stone, Jake Berger asked how it felt to make his big league debut. <laughs> I never thought this would happen, honestly. Um, you know, I, I mean, I, I thought about quitting a lot of times, and, um, you know, I put in the work, and ultimately it paid off. But, um, yeah, it was uh, an unbelievable <laughs> night. <laughs> And, uh, you know, it's it, it, getting emotional about it. Why are you so emotional about this? <laughs> you know, the last three years, um, you know, I, I definitely thought about quitting multiple times. Um, you know, it's just uh, I, it, it means a lot to me and my family's here. And, uh, you know, it means more to them. Um, and I, I'm happy I could do this for them. And um, it's just, <laughs> you know, I, I can't I can't. You can't put words at it. I, I mean, I can't even speak. <laughs> Why didn't you quit? Uh, my my parents told me, you know what? Don't don't regret anything in life. Um, and and if you quit, you're going to regret it. So, you know, keep on keeping on, keep pushing, and um, you know, ultimately things are going to turn. I mean, sure enough, they were right. I, you know, I never would imagine this this would be what it is. But um, you know, I, they were right. Just take a look down. You're wearing a Major League jersey, man. <laughs> I mean, it's it's nuts. <laughs> I mean, I can't even put words to describe it. I mean, just walking in today and the first at bat and just seeing, you know, all these guys that I work out in spring training with and, like, you know what, I'm actually, like, in the big leagues right now. And it's, like, it kind of numbs me a little bit. And, like, you, you have these moments out on the field where you're just looking around. It's like, this is surreal. You know, you dream about this as a kid, and um, uh, it's just unbelievable. 
Just awesome. Jake Berger getting to the show and playing and now in the lineup for the third straight game, hitting in the eighth spot in the order and playing third base. He might play second base if he sticks here uh, when Yohan Moncada comes back. Moncada will play third. He used to play second, but he wasn't very good there. Berger has been playing some second base in the minors. It's uh, worth checking out to see if he can actually do it. I don't know if we'll see it or not. Maybe a quick stay here for Berger and then goes back. We'll see. It was a quick stay for Gavin Sheets the first time he got called up. Uh, in, I think it was early June, he got called up. He was here for two days, two games, did not get in a game. Now he's up and he's playing an awful lot. In the two-hole again today. Homered the other night. Uh, keeps swinging the bat well. Uh, has been playing first base on occasion as well. Can do that, of course. He was drafted as a first baseman. But one of the great things about Gavin Sheets is that last year, when it came time to, uh, to figure out what to do during the pandemic, he realized, all right, I, I got some time here. I want to get to the big leagues. What should I do? And he talked to his dad, the former big leaguer Larry Sheets, who once hit 31 homers for the Baltimore Orioles. And his dad said, why don't you try to be an outfielder? You know, why don't you see if you can transform and add that to your arsenal? And he lost 20 pounds. He worked with a speed coach. He worked uh, on his flexibility. Worked to learn how to read fly balls and routes. And a lifelong first baseman made his major league debut in right field the other night he's got a beautiful swing very smooth good looking left hand power swing and he was on with danny parkins and myself the other day on friday on the score and we asked him who did you model your swing after gavin uh it's really nice because you know one of the guys that's that's around us all the time is jim Tomey. and growing up i i loved watching him hit i love watching ken Griffey jr hit um basically any any power hitting lefty i I always watched and studied, but, um, you know, having Tommy in spring training and be able to work with him, and uh, I got a big hug from him yesterday actually at the field, so that was that was a pretty cool moment. Um, but just, just to have him around and, and be able to pick his brain and watch his video and watch video with him has been, um, it's been awesome. Well, second-round pick from 2017. Now the first-round pick comes up tonight. I mean, you've got – you got a few days on Jake Berger. You gonna show him yeah. what it's like in, in the show? <laughs> Man, I couldn't be happier for him. I uh, Rick Hahn told me last night when he was coming and. He told me that I could give him a call and congratulate him. And, uh, man, what a what a story and what a guy. I can't wait to watch him do his thing up here. I've been playing with him all year. And, um, yeah, I think uh, there's a lot of reasons to be excited about watching him play. We'll tell some White Sox fans about it because the story is amazing and inspiring and one of perseverance, but you've actually been around him. So what's it been like being close to him as he's gone through all of this? It's been, uh, you know, obviously I played with him in 2017. We we did everything together because we, we we roomed together. We went to low A together, um, flew together everywhere. And, you know, to see him go through what he went through from 2017 to now is um, it's, it's pretty spectacular to see where he is right now because he's been through a lot and, you know, tons of up and downs, more downs than up. But, you know, this season to see him start out and, um, you know, in the beginning of the season, it started like a, it's, it's good to be back. It's fun to be playing baseball. And then you kind of saw that shift in the season where it was like, man, you know, I can do this. I can be a big leaguer again. And uh, he, he, he's obviously done it. He's achieved it. He, he, he's getting his shot again today. And, um, 
man, you're going to see a guy that can, can really swing the bat. So uh, just another another piece of this offense. It's going to be exciting. Could he hold his own at second base if he had to? It's pretty new. He can. Yes, he can. Right. Um, I think he's going to be at third today, but he he can hold his he can hold his own wherever he goes. All right, so it's going to be right fielder Gavin Sheets and second baseman Jake Berger at some point, <laughs> just just like they planned in 2017. <laughs> <laughs> really enjoyed that kid, Gavin Sheets, and uh, nicely chosen on the chunk to play there by Sean Anderson. Yeah, you know, you never know. Remember, every one of these guys, every one of these players out there was probably the best player in their high school, probably a superstar in their hometown, dominated little league, multiple uh, scholarship offers, most of them. You know, every once in a while, there's a circuitous story, but these are mostly studs who end up having to adjust and find a way to get to the big leagues any possible way that they can. Uh, Rick Hahn spoke in Detroit and talked about Jake Berger's ascension and the kind of story that it is. It, it, it is a rapid ascent from when he's been cleared to play again uh, to uh, his appearance here in Chicago. It is really, when we enter the season, the fact that he was able to play at this at the competitive level to earn a initial start at Charlotte, uh, was a heck of an accomplishment for him to perform the way he has there to the point where his coaches, farm directors, scouts, and others are saying, this is a guy who can help a, a team with championship aspirations, uh, I think is, and as quickly as that has occurred, uh, I think is well beyond the schedule that even our most optimistic projections had had Jake contributing. That. So that's Rick Hahn talking about Jake Berger. And in that same conversation, he made a comp to a memorable season in White Sox history. Uh, and it's, it's interesting to think about because we've been wondering whether these guys who are now called up will contribute, could be here for the long haul. You never know. Rick Hahn reminded of another one. More information we have, the better. And obviously information gathered in Chicago is more valuable than what we can gather when they're in the minors. Uh, you know, Kenny and I actually talked just yesterday about 2005 when roughly around this time of year, we were certainly in the market for reliever help and wound up promoting Bobby Jenks. And, and we all saw what he was able to do over the month of July and basically alleviate some of the need to go outside to, to address that role and obviously carried success through the postseason that year. Not saying anyone we're promoting right now is necessarily uh, going to help get the final out of a decisive World Series game. But it does uh, yes. it does ring somewhat similar to uh, the timing of those promotions and the opportunities that these guys have to show us that they should be a factor here for stretch run and hopefully into the postseason as well. Is Gavin already doing that for you, or is it well, way too early? He's standing over there, so I'm going to say some really positive things about him to to help boost him up. But uh, it's it's you know he's gotten off to a really nice start. He's gotten off to a really nice start. He's shown well. Uh, you know, we've seen him use all fields, make some nice plays defensively in a position that he's still somewhat new to. Um, and he's not scared. He's got the look of a big leaguer. So it's good to see. And hopefully we continue to see it over the coming weeks. It's a lot of them, a lot of guys. And, you know, I, I, I've said this before. Just about every World Series team has at least one or two, sometimes even more, of those super young, energetic, hungry too stupid to know any better kind of players that end up being part of your mix 
and it's refreshing. They're they're kind of they're kind of willful, jovial naivete is a real boon to Clubhouse chemistry. And what their ceilings are, they don't know, and you don't know, and they tend to play unafraid of the moment. And that can be valuable and exciting. And it can really, really matter. So we'll see. Maybe some of these guys will stick. White Sox have a lot of really good, young, fun players. So they don't necessarily need these guys to stick, especially if Eloy and Luis Robert come back. But they'll be given a chance to do so. And Speaks, you know who was, on a, who was a rookie on the last uh, Tony LaRusso World Series team? Let me think. 2011. Lance Lynn? Lance Lynn. So, I mean, you, you got a guy who's been there, done that before with the same manager. Yeah, by the way, I would like every game to be started by Lance Lynn. Um, and that way he can also talk after every game. Can you grab Lance Lynn talking about throwing 117 pitches the other night? Because that dude, I just, I, I mean, in a time where starters don't go five often, where they're not trusted to go a third time through the order, where their stuff decays as well as the results get better for the opposition. And we see Blake Snell pulled in crucial moments. We see Dallas Keuchel pulled and, you know, perpetually angry about not getting the sixth or getting the seventh. Lance Lynn is that dude. Give him the sixth. Give him the seventh. Hell, give him the eighth. He doesn't care. And he threw 117 pitches the other night. And he was asked if he felt good and if he knew he was going to be able to do that. And those 117 pitch outings, obviously you can't do them every time out or probably don't want to, but um, how do you know that you're, you're able to do that? I'm a big bastard. That's how I know. I've been doing it for a long time. <laughs> that's pretty, yeah, there's no, nothing else to say, really. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> uh, I'm a big bastard. That's how I know. He is a big, strong man who knows what he is, is comfortable with himself. He stands up for the portly. Um, he loves that. And, man, that dude, he finishes strong. And when he finishes, he finishes strong. Yeah, so I'd like him to start every game and also talk about every game uh, at the end. All right, good. Good talk. Glad we did that. But, yeah, so Bobby yeah, Jenks in 2005. I mean, I always think about I was thinking about Francisco Rodriguez joining the Mike Sosha Angels in 2002, late in the year, and be like, "Oh my God, who's this kid? Who's this kid?" Every team has one when they win. Uh, phone lines are open for the rest of the show. I've got a few things I want to get to. Uh, we talked some Cubs at the beginning of the show with some distressing and difficult truths, and I, I don't know who and anybody's still here who wants to buy. Anybody wants to be a buyer at the deadline for a Cubs fan? Anybody who believes that they will emerge from this point in the roller coaster? That's finding, that's seemingly very, very hard to find. We can talk with you about that. Obviously, White Sox fans, any of the stuff that we're discussing about the young players coming up and sticking, potentially. 312-644-6767. That's the phone number to get in. It's also the number of the text zone. And that's how I will read your text. Brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time. Shop online at RosenHyundai.com. I mentioned a way that the Giants are succeeding at the margins. And just a pure bit of baseball joy that we will need to help lighten the mood before the show is out. But me talking to you, you talking to me on Hit and Run up until 11 o'clock. 
Cubs pregame at 11.35 after Cody Decker and down the line at 11. Right here on 670 The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 3-2. Tipped into the mid. Strike three. Bye, Josh. Much to the delight of the very excited Sox fans. Uh, you know, our fans certainly will forgive and forget. They they will stop booing Josh Donaldson in 2030, maybe. Yeah, the forgive and forget is forgive me, but forget you. Yeah. He'll retire and they'll still go to boo. Folks, I am team hitters. I am. I'm enjoying that the sticky stuff is having the effect that it is. It is creating more contact. Great bit in the Washington Post about the contact rate on two strike pitches, the put-away pitches that have, uh, for the past several years, gotten more and more filthy and hitters getting dominated, strikeout rates going up. The contact rate on two strike pitches is up. Strikeout rate overall is down. Not as much as you'd like, but down a bunch. And offense is up. Run scoring is up. And contact is what is needed. Balls in play is what is needed. And they are on their way with the sticky stuff. And, you know, here's, here's a really telling thing that the... We've talked about carry before on a four-seam fastball. It's the absence of drop. It doesn't actually carry and rise. It just looks like it does. And when the fastball's not dropping, 
that looks more like the rising fastball gets more difficult to hit. And when guys were loading up on spider tech and such, the average fastball before the sticky stuff crackdown, the average fastball was dropping two inches less than it was in 2018. It's three years. So in three years, stickiness had become weaponized and pervasive and utilized to the point that four-seam fastballs were dropping two inches less. That means a lot more guys have been swinging under those high four-seam fastballs. So, God, even watching the Cubs, been watching a ton of teams struggle with the high fastballs. Part of the reason why has been sticky-icky. So now that's gone. And that's good. That's good. So I was Team Josh Donaldson, believe it or not. I, I, I just, you know, screaming at his own dugout. If it was a White Sox player who screamed at his own dugout, everybody would say he's just talking to his own guys, just having some fun, change the game, baby. I think it's just more of Donaldson's face, though. Like, it's just so punchable that I think yeah. that's the reason why, even though I Sorry. agree with him, I still would boo him if I was at the cell. All right. You had A.J. Pruszynski, Sean. I mean, like the poster child for punch me face. Yeah, Michael been... Barrett did that, and I loved it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know. I, I just, I've always kind of dug Donaldson. Always kind of enjoyed him. Thoughtful hitter. Um, and interesting dude. Anyway. Uh, Carlos Rodon has been great of late, great all year, and a really cool find uh, via the internet. Um, this woman whose grandfather was a scout in North Carolina just happened to tweet this a little while ago, and I, I guess she tweeted it in May, but just came to Sean's attention and my attention. Went through a bunch of my grandpa's old scouting reports for the first time in years today. Lucky enough, Carlos Rodon's was on the top. It's a scouting report of Carlos Rodon from the age of 18. The age of 18, uh, he was in high school, not eligible for the draft until 2011 at that point. This is pre, pre-2011. It's 2010, and here's what the scout said about Carlos Rodon. Good competitor, good mound composure, good life on the low fastball, max velocity 92. Threw several pitches in the 90s in the last inning. That's telling, as he still remains that strong. Changed speeds on all pitches, good fielder, good strong pitching body. Weakness tends to rush delivery, resulting in the fastball being high. Lacked consistent command of the slider. And the summation from the scouts uh, write up of Carlos Rodon at age 18. Good, young, high profile arm. Good athlete. Good strength now. And I believe he will get stronger and throw harder. Project number three, number four type major league starter. That is good stuff. And right now, Rodon looking even better than that. I used to have a book of old scouting reports. It was such a cool thing. And Baseball America has put out, um, before they were stars, several times, um, with great detailed scouting reports on current major leaguers. That stuff can be very fun to read if you are a baseball junkie like some of us are. 670, the score is where you are. Matt Spiegel is who you are with. I mentioned the Giants and how they're doing it. Uh, just 
briefly want to touch on this. Minor league free agents. They're crazy good at finding minor league free agents. This is a big part of what they've done, and they keep finding these guys. And smartly, when Farhan um, uh, Farhan Zaidi took over after the 2018 season, and Brian Sabian and Bobby Evans were the regime that was gone, he looked around, picked his new scouting director, but they looked at it and they said, you know what? The minor league scouting, those guys are real good. Those guys are real good at what they do. So I'm going to go ahead and keep them. And they've continued to be real good at what they do. So whether it is Sammy Long, who is pitching very well for them, Zach Littell, uh, whether in the past it was guys like Andres Torres, Santiago Garcia, Yuse Mario, Petit, Gregor Blanco, uh, all, all kinds of people like that. Those are all minor league free agents as they find talent on the margins. You got to find pitching anywhere. I always remember Theo Epstein talking about you look everywhere for pitching. Everywhere. Anywhere. Wherever you can find. With that in mind, the Cincinnati Reds are finding new weapons in baseball's arms race. A great write-up from Travis Sawchick over at thescore.com. They are going everywhere. The Mid-Island Men's League, an adult hardball league in Staten Island, New York. And they're finding like a backup catcher. This kid, Vincent Tampanelli, backup catcher who got on the mound late in the game. Like what? That guy throws hard. You never know where you're going to find these guys. Just never know. So you go as far as you can. And as deep as you can, looking for, for guys like that. And you can use, you know, they, they call them conversion guys. Conversion guys are former catchers or former infielders. Sometimes you see it and you're like, oh, you know what? People who switch to pitching, they just have, if you're a good mechanical scout, you can see, man, that guy's got a really short, and compact throwing ability. And I think there's a lot more power in that arm. Like Kenley Jansen, the former catcher. There are a lot of dudes who were players that have been drafted as hitters and have switched to pitchers and made the major leagues. From Mark Mulder to Edwin Jackson to Trevor Hoffman, Brett Saberhagen. Joe Necro, Charlie Huff, guys who discovered the knuckleball. Tim Wakefield, another one. Dave Steeb. Uh, Sean Doolittle was a position player who converted. Jake so it's interesting. Jacob DeGrom. Absolutely. DeGrom was the best athlete on his college team. DeGrom found by accident when scouts went down there to check out Chris Sale. That's, the, that's the, one of the origin stories of DeGrom. He was playing shortstop, and he was going against Chris Sale in college, and then DeGrom came in in relief to pitch, and it was like, oh, huh, what's that? Look at that guy. So they look anywhere and everywhere, find whatever they can. I'm pretty sure also DeGrom's only college career home run was off sale. I think that is true. That is true. 312-644-6767 is the phone number. Al is in Joliet. And has dialed up the number and is talking to me, Matt Spiegel, here on Hit and Run on the score. Good morning, Al. Morning. How you doing? Very good. Thanks. Hey, uh, great show. Thanks. I think uh, you can't say enough about the job Tony's been doing with what he's got to work with. 
Rick's doing a great job getting them people. And just like you were saying earlier, where he finds these guys, you know, you got to scratch your head when he first grabs them and you go, damn, <laughs> uh, they're doing pretty good. Yeah. Uh, with, with that being said, though, I hope when we find some help, though, it's controllable help. Uh, I mean, I hate to give up with the burgers, the sheets, and things like that. And maybe we're lucky enough to find some uh, somebody who'd be looking for some young pitching depth. Uh, you know, we got some good guys in a. Well, I don't know if it'd be like a Lambert or uh, mm-hmm. somebody like that. But I hate to give up what we got now because we're in a win now mode. So I just wanted to to put that out there and. Uh, Escobar wouldn't be a, a first choice of mine. Maybe a guy like Frazier, or you know, something, something along those lines, where we can uh, we can build on that for uh, not just this year, but next year too. You know. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Al. Appreciate it. Now I hear you. You know, you can think about the future just a little bit as you're also uh, devouring opportunities for the present. And I'm sure that Rick will think about that and balance that. But man, ultimately you got a shot to be the best team in baseball this year and win it. You want to beat the Astros in the playoffs? You better have a very, very complete roster. And you need to play better defense than you've been playing. So I I would tend to think about those additional bats that also are good defensive players. It it would... That matters to me because I'm afraid that White Sox defense, the problems there are going to rear their ugly head in a big, big game between now and when the season ends. It's likely that that they would. So, look, this is a precious opportunity right the hell now. And that goes along. There's a way to do both, you know. There's a way to trade for Eduardo Escobar and not give up Jake Berger, and it's probably by picking up 100% of the money on Eduardo Escobar's contract. You know? Like, this is where ownership needs to step up financially and allow for the window to remain open and allow for the flexibility to be there by digging in financially a little bit instead of giving up prospect capital. Because there's a scale there where it goes down. And famously, uh, the White Sox unwillingness to pick up the entirety of James Shields' contract from San Diego. In that trade, if they had given up more money, uh, if they had paid more money on the contract, they probably would not have had to give up that prospect. So that one hurts a little bit. Let that be instructive in multiple, multiple ways. 312-644-6767 is the phone number. Dial it up and get involved if you want. One more segment and some of your texts coming in. And uh, just a moment of pure baseball silliness to lighten the mood. We'll do that as part of our final segment leading up to Cody Decker and down the line. And then Cubs pregame at 1135 right here on The Score. anything like this power right center power left field and he knew it off the bat Shohei Otani throwing the crowd AL player of the month first time all-star selection second home run of the game wow must see TV every minute of every day Shohei Otani 
This is what we were promised, or at least teased with, when Otani was a free agent. You remember that? And everybody was chasing him. Everybody was talking about him. He, you know, this generation's Babe Ruth. And you never know. You're like, I don't know if it's going to translate. We've seen some Japanese players come over, and some have been great. Some have not. Some have underwhelmed a little bit. Some have been phenomenal. Some take a little while to develop. But this guy, man, now that he's fully healthy and he's showing you everything that he can do. I mean, there was... I think it was the same game the other night where he hit those two home runs, did Shohei Otani, and he also uh, stole a base. Was it that game where he stole second base and it was waved off because of, of, of interference from the hitter? He interfered with the catcher. And so they sent him back, and the next at bat, he stole the base again, so he stole the base twice. Just does that kind of thing. And then, I don't think that was the same game, because I'll tell you what was the other game. It was this game where he hit the two home runs, where Otani scored on Jared Walsh's walk-off at bat in the ninth. He walked, he did steal second, so maybe it was the same game, but then whatever. He, it was the same Wal- game. It was the same game. So he stole a base, got waved off, steals the base again. And then Jared Walsh hits a line drive to right field, and Otani goes to another gear to score from second. And the slide is so perfect. And he gets, like, hit in the top half with the glove, and he flips around. But right now he looks invincible, just completely invincible, raising the fists heroically at the end of that game he just he looks like that guy who can absolutely do anything runs like a deer beautiful slide technique and that is feet first Yoan Moncada a feet first slide efficiently and effectively done he knows that fundamental very very well and speaks I think it's just like his teammate Mike Trout like Trout was just like he was up and then suddenly he was the best player in baseball. And it just seems like Otani, like overnight, he became the best player in baseball. You blink and he's got 30 home runs. Yeah, he's got 30 homers and he's got 10 stolen bases in the first 81 games of the season. That's happened twice in the history of baseball that somebody gets to the halfway mark with 30 and 10. Sammy Sosa in 98, Pujols in 2009 would not have guessed that for Albert Pujols. But he is, he is our version of Babe Ruth. He is this generation's Babe Ruth. You being Babe Ruth. Watch every chance you get. I promised you a moment of pure baseball silliness to lighten the mood here at the end. Brett We're Phillips, watching Babe Ruth. Uh-huh. You being Babe Ruth. Brett Phillips is incredibly entertaining. Um, former first-round draft pick, turned into a utility guy, a willing utility guy with tremendous energy um, and Obviously a great teammate and super fun. Maybe you remember his dance-off with Randy Rosarina last year as the Tampa Bay Rays made their way to the World Series. He was allowed to pitch the other night for Tampa, and he maxed out on the possible joy and entertainment that a position player pitching can bring. His, in general, his energy and personality. But in the bullpen, he's talking trash through the fence to the Toronto outfielder Teoscar Hernandez, a former teammate, awaiting his moment. Just a big-time smack talk out there. And then the histrionics of his delivery and his routine in the bullpen, standing straight on uh, with his foot on the rubber. Huge leg kick. 
a big time pause like he's Louise Tiant or Gene Garber. And then a delivery straight on just looked absolutely ridiculous. And then he comes into the game and throws a pretty good inning. His first pitch was a 94 mile an hour fastball. 94. He followed that up with a 47 mile an hour changeup or floater, whatever the hell that was. Just incredibly entertaining. And after the game, Brett Phillips uh, took a moment to try and uh, walk you through the entirety of Brett Phillips' pitcher. I mean, I, I like to think that I have like a Mariano Rivera-esque cutter, Randy Johnson-type fastball, a repertoire that I didn't even show last night because I didn't have to. It's just unfortunate that they got my stretches on, on camera. Uh, intimidation factor um, to Teoscar Hernandez, one of my ex-teammates, essentially trying to get in his head uh, by letting him know that he's got no chance. I had a swing and miss on him. He's an all-star, so it says a lot about my pitching skills. Some people on Twitter are already calling me the next Shohei. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. I'm, it's kind of, you know, rewarding. Uh, but I know the Rays aren't too happy about that because uh, I have hopefully I'm, I'm blessed to make it to this arbitration case at the end of the year. And I know we'll definitely be using one of those as him as a comparison. You got to stay on your toes. When I when I show 94, you got to respect that when I'm throwing 47 that at any time I'm coming at you with a fireball. Oh, God, that dude. So much fun. That's what it's supposed to be. It's helped by the fact that Tampa Bay is winning. That's for sure. But, man, uh, just some good, good fun. I hope baseball is more fun today for Cubs players and Cubs fans. I hope baseball is fun today for White Sox players and fans. It is a bummer that neither team is here and local on the 4th of July. That is just an absolute bummer. But enjoy your day, everybody. Enjoy your grilling. Enjoy your family time. Enjoy your outside, whatever the hell you are doing. Have a good time. I know I will be. Thank you to Sean Anderson doing a great job producing the show. There were no guests. Frankly, we didn't need any. We talked with you. Thank you for your calls and for your texts and for your involvement. Zach Zayman and Cubs pregame comes up at 1135. Before then, it is Cody Decker and down the line right here on The Score. Happy 4th, everybody. Have a wonderful day. Is it noticeable when you have conversations with guys that were uh, with you in the minor leagues that, uh, hey, uh, we're, not only, uh, we're not only having a chance to play in the major leagues, but something really special may be happening here in this, this clubhouse, in this organization? Yeah, no, it's really it's really cool um, just having that experience with, with the guys that you come up with and the younger guys in the clubhouse and just, you know, being a part of a pennant race, it's it's always always exciting. But um hey guys, I gotta I gotta cut it short. Um, sure. Super Joe's telling me to go outside, take some ground balls, so uh, <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> All right, well thank Best thanks of luck. for joining us. <laughs> yeah, Jake, yeah, thanks congratulations. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest five G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> 
Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.